Good evening, everyone, and welcome Hey-o. to the Funbox Monster Podcast. I'm Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And today we're going to be doing the 1990 movie Blood Salvage. A.K.A. Mad Jake. Really? I was unaware of that. Uh, because that, the guy's name's Jake. His, his name is Jake. He is mad. He is, he is mad. Uh, yeah, uh, this was... Uh, Matt said that we should do this since we mentioned it in the Black the Black Christmas podcast. So, or Damien mentioned it. So, yeah. So this is Damien's so, fault. So don't blame me for this one because I find this to be an unpleasant little little ex <laughs> little uh, project. I'm not I'm not into this movie, but uh, it's got some stuff. It's, it's got, got some got fun some things. It's got some fun things be- in it. Be- before we jump into it, I just wanted to give a quick plug to a buddy of mine, yeah, uh, Udon Gonzalez, who is a documentary filmmaker, mm. um, has just completed Forever, the untold story of rock and roll high school, Forever, oh, which man. you apparently love. I do. <laughs> it is uh, it is a ridiculous movie. I love You're the You're like, fa- Corey <laughs> Feldman's so much better than the Ramones. <laughs> oh, dear God. Hold on. That's, <laughs> that's a sad story. But regardless, uh, uh, Udon re- reached out to me and asked if... Uh, Smeardog wanted a song in the movie. Nice. So I was like, absolutely. Awesome. So uh, Life is a Choice, Be a Pro is going to be featured in this movie. Nice. That's a great tune. Based on? Reach number 76 on the avant-garde billboard charts. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so check it out. Uh, Staunch TV YouTube channel there. You can find the trailer for Forever, the untold story of rock and roll high school forever. Awesome. And uh, it should be cool. Sweet. And it's also screening at the South Texas Underground Film Fest, January 23rd at the Alamo Draft House oh, Corpus Crispy. Yeah, that's Corpus awesome. Crispy. I love Corpus Crispy. Corpus Crispy. <laughs> so if you're in that area, check it out. Awesome. That is that's our podcast. Good night, everyone. Good night, everybody. <laughs> uh, no, so uh, awesome. That's excellent. So let's do uh, let's do blood blood salvage. Blood not, salvage, not blood simple, which is a different movie. That's a stupid movie. <laughs> Compared to this, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, we really get uh, a nice setting of the tone for the movie from our credit sequence. There's some really creepy shit with like the uh, the mechanics of the farm equipment that's been turned into medical equipment. It's <laughs> yeah, you heard that right. Yeah, it's disturbing. Uh, you kind of know what's going on. I feel like the box pretty much gives you your <laughs> your entire description of the plot. Where did Jake learn to do this stuff? I don't know, but he's a trained professional. He's a trained professional. If I had to take a wild guess, I would say God. God told, yeah. Pretty much God told him how to do this. The only only thing that prevents this movie, in my mind, from being 100% hateful and like a last house on the left kind of situation is... The little tiny nuances, like where he'll reach into his big toolbox and it'll be all rusty and he'll be grabbing his surgical equipment Mm -hmm. with like rusty pliers around it and all of those kinds of little silly things like his nails are all disgusting when he's doing surgery and it is the most unsterile environment. (sighs) (laughs) But I mean, there's just so much of it that is really like the concept to me is horrifying. Like, all of this I find unbelievably you, you, upsetting. You seem much more disturbed by this movie than I do. Oh, I think this is just a goof trip. Really? I found it. I found it super unpleasant. And there is, you know, there are some, like, really, like, there is a sexual assault in it. There is an actual, I mean, unless it was a dream. Is there? Yeah, there is, because she was still wearing the ring. Um, So, yeah. What ring? 
Oh, we'll get, we'll to, get it. to it. We'll get to it. Um, anyway, okay, so we our first scene is a couple driving at night. The the wife is asleep on the man's shoulder, and they're, it's a beautiful... And, and they're just married, so obviously oh. they spray-painted just married on the side of your car like you do. <laughs> like you do. And, uh, and as they're driving, a car approaches super fast from behind... And we and he's blaring his novelty uh, Dixieland horn, uh, and and Confederate we see flag, uh, we spike see, rip yeah, on the grill that he has like a, a ram bar that has like big spikes on it in the shape of the Confederate flag. Uh, so, so he's probably a guy you want to meet. Probably, probably, fun to hang probably out with. a fun dude, <laughs> and uh, unsurprisingly, he just hits the back of the car. Drives them off the road. Mm-hmm. And they crash. Um, but he keeps driving. So he he's out of the picture. And then a wrecker pulls up with our our main character, Jake. Jake. And he's wearing the cool. He, he has the coolest hat, too. I love his, that Jesus saves Jesus trucker saves, cap. Yeah. Um, yep. He he pulls up. He hooks it up while we're getting a voiceover of him reciting some sort of biblical type yeah. preacher shit. He does that a lot. He does a lot of <laughs> he does a lot of like Baptist preacher kind of freeform stuff. He's like, a man of the Lord. He doesn't really He's on a mission from God. He is. He doesn't really quote the Bible per se. He more freeforms stuff. Like it's almost as though he doesn't know the Bible. I don't know if they intentionally made it that way because he does He's like, at one point, he's singing and bringing in the sheaves, and he says, sheep. <laughs> it's like, I uh, is it intentional that he doesn't know that that's... What... I would say it is, and I don't know I the think difference it might, either, so I, I didn't think... even notice that was a... But I mean, I feel I feel like they kind of did that on purpose, where mm-hmm. it's like, he's so stupid. He's also a preacher, but he's like, he doesn't really know the Bible. Yeah. He's, a, he's a surgeon, but he doesn't really know how to do any surgery, but he's doing it anyway. Name another movie that has a, uh, a record driver slash surgeon. Uh, The Godfather. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Uh, I know that you haven't seen it. That's the only reason <laughs> I referenced it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, his his big VO is basically a why do why do bad things happen to good people kind of kind of riff, <laughs> where he's like, uh, I actually wrote it down. Where did it say? When Jesus died to save our souls to redeem the whole of the human race, it took one afternoon. I've seen innocent little children suffer more than that, lingering for weeks, their bodies ed up with cancer, you know, while other people are out living the high life and they die quick. You know, that like this big bad things happen to good people. Riff. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's he's pulling the, the car in, dumps the corpses and then drags them into the barn. And you see his two sons. Uh, Hiram and Roy. Roy and Hiram. That's it. Yes. Thank you. And I, I feel they steal the show in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. they're both great. They, they are both great. They're both over the top. They're, I mean, they're cartoon rednecks. Yeah, and again, this is that's another thing that keeps it from being Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Last House on the Lefty mm-hmm. is that the two of them are hilarious cartoon yes. characters in the middle of a horrific. <laughs> it's not that bad. Okay, sure. <laughs> okay. Um, Thanks, Damien. Yeah, sure. yeah. Thanks for ice too, Damien. Uh, uh, and so we see a scene here where somebody pulls out a newspaper clipping about a handicapped beauty pageant winner. 
Why? But, well, because... And where did he find out about this girl is I, my big question. This is a good question. He's, he's got this giant... We'll, we'll meet our main character, our main final girl character, who is a disabled 17-year-old in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And Roy, uh, Jake is obsessed with her. But this is like the days of way pre-internet. It's yeah. not like he caught this story like somebody shared this in his Facebook feed. True. He's just this tow truck driver in the middle of nowhere, suddenly obsessed with a yeah. beauty pageant contestant yeah. from a, away. Yeah. Uh, and I, from, Where does yeah. he even get the newspaper she's, clippings? She's, she's not from, from the area. And he's from Stonewall, wherever the hell that is. I'm actually, they could be in the same county for all I know. <laughs> I don't know the answer to that question. I'm saying, ah, look, they're so far away, and I literally well, don't I know mean, they're anything in, in Georgia. J- they're in Jake's town in a camper. So yes. I'm only assuming that they're from far away. They they are um and and so that's, where would Jake even get these local newspapers like it's not like this is national news this girl yeah I don't know and I mean I think they're like touring like that they're going to different locations yeah. to do they say they're on vacation first they don't know what they're doing and then they say that they're touring around to different beauty pageants so it's either maybe they're on vacation and during their vacation they're hitting all the thousands of beauty pageants that happen. Oh, I've done that on vacation oh, before. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's totally typical human <laughs> behavior. Um, yeah. And so we cut. Scooby has a couple questions that are just... There's, there's a couple good ones. Uh, it crossfades into this, this scene of the, the Miss Stonewall County Peach Festival beauty pageant. Which is hilarious. Yeah, they started off with somebody doing the most stereotypical, like, we hate beauty pageants, so this is what everybody at a beauty pageant does. <laughs> it's the girl with the baton. She's got tap shoes on. She doesn't know how to dance or twirl the oh, baton. Oh, no, 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 no. She's not a uh, twirler by any means. <laughs> <laughs> she, she possesses a baton and, and, I lo- I lo- and kind of has it yeah. in her hands. And I love how the crowd is just super into it, too. Fucking <laughs> it cracks me up. There is nothing going on out no. there. They are just like, meh. <laughs> This is the best thing we've seen all yeah. year. So, yeah, Tina's up next, and they announced that she's going to be playing the waltz in B minor by chopping. <laughs> and uh, she, we learned that she's in a wheelchair, and she just... Wait, come- her name's not Tina? Isn't it April? April, sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, April. And she's... April Winters. <laughs> April Winters. Nice. <laughs> and she just, like, she slams out this amazing thing. And uh, I brought this up to you earlier, too. Uh, on a grand piano. Yes. In this tiny tent talent <laughs> show in the middle of nowhere. Somebody um, just, like, had, took a forklift, grabbed their, like, $200,000 Steinway. <laughs> and just, uh, and it's, it's obviously they're not traveling with it in their camper. No. It'd be hilarious with the camper on a trailer with that piano on it. Well, there's a, there's a $100 prize for this, so obviously they could assemble an entire <laughs> Steinway grand piano right there. She should have just been playing a Casio. You know, <laughs> I agree. The, the piano just took me out of this movie. I, I was believing everything up until now. <laughs> hilarious. I was... I thought the the funniest part to me was that they had this gigantic, massive grand piano, and the sound that was coming out of it was it like sounded like Champion Pub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like very like, like it was like a seventeen eighteen hundreds like saloon piano. But you know, she was very. But she talented. kills it. She kills it. It's obviously her playing. It's very clearly her playing, just like Ralph Macchio in Crossroads. Um, I'll take your word for it. Oh, what a great. Uh, so mom's coaching from backstage and you see that she's kind of a pageant mom and she's kind of an obsessed whatever, which never comes into play. So it makes no sense for them to even set up this whole thing. They set up a couple things that never come into play. <laughs> Tina sees this, uh, sees uh, April. Jake. 
sorry. Why do I have Tina down? I don't here? know. I wrote something down. Uh, so you're, maybe you're mixing it with John Saxon and crossing over into Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh man, I God, I wish this movie was Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> anyway, April, she uh, she sees Jake in the audience, and this is so the only she says this in a way that she's like she doesn't know who he is. She when she's called on why she was acting weird. She's like, it was that guy, and I saw him here, and he was just staring through me, and it was really creepy. But it was just this one time. It's not like yeah. he's been following. What would have made sense with all those, like the, all those articles that he had posted to the if, wall? If this was not his first time, see, right? Yeah. The, like, if okay, she had who is said, this creeper? <laughs> that's what I wanted established in this scene. I wanted her to go. Uh, I wanted us. Oh my god! It's that guy that I've seen at the last four beauty pageants. We've yep. done four beauty pageants in the last. You know, 10 and days. Could, and they could have just done this like pronto, like, doom, 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 yeah. put like four different Absolutely. shots of him in different crowds. Yeah. Would have been great. I would have loved to have known that he had been following her around because other than that, she really didn't have any reason to react the way that she did. Ever, like they said. Well, dude, did you see him standing there with that smile, like watching her? Yes. Like, the, sure. The dude who plays Jake is great he is. at being a creep. He brings so, it. He's a very, it's, he's a great disturbing performance. So you're doing beauty pageants at state fairs in the deep south. And this is the first time somebody has creeped on you from the crowd. <laughs> like that broke your concentration. I don't buy it. But I mean, obviously her radar is dead on because he's considerably worse than the average creep. Yeah. Oh, super dead on. She's just like, this is a psycho killer mm. from the get go. Yeah, she know. Yeah, fascinating. She's like she's convinced that he is a murderer yeah. from like from the beginning of this whole thing. She's like, no, no, no. He's going to murder us all. You need to pay attention to this. And they don't. And they don't, which they probably should have. Um, yeah, and so in the uh, in the parking lot, we then see the uh, there's a the guy with the spi- spiky Hiram. car, Hiram, is underneath their Winnebago. Which okay, <laughs> two problems. What you is? Go. Why is he underneath their Winnebago to, to loosen, loosen their the lug nuts, dude? <laughs> right. You loosen lug nuts um, from the middle of the underneath okay. of a camper. <laughs> okay. Everybody knows this. Okay, so I wasn't imagining that that was a weird no. thing. <laughs> that he was You're not on. even a car guy, and you got that. He was on a crawler <laughs> underneath the car. <laughs> And he's like, did you loosen the lug nuts like I told you? Yeah. I, I guess so. I've never seen a car I, I before. What is a lug nut? What the fuck is a car? <laughs> uh, so, okay. So, there we go. I actually never noticed that glitch until you just, you just mentioned it. But okay. yeah, totally true. And so, a cop comes by, steps on his ankle, and he's like, you look like you're underneath a car trying to kill somebody. And and he's like, you get out of here, you creepy murdering well, car stealer. He points to his car and he'd be like, um, I, he's got his, the cop's got his gun and he's like, I'm just itching to use this gun. And your car looks like it would make for fun target practice. Yeah. And it's, it's like, is that cop? Deep South. Deep South. <laughs> yeah. But maybe, maybe just like. Maybe like. Arrest you know, him. Arrest him. Ask why he's sabotaging so, somebody's car. Not just like, right. hey, you, quit your sabotaging. Get out of here. <laughs> There are two there are two problems I have with that as well. So obviously he needs to arrest him. Obviously he would need to tell the family that someone was messing yeah, with yeah, their he car never does that. to endanger their lives. Mm-hmm. He should probably hang around and be like, "Hey, something was going on here. You might want to have your car checked out because we saw a dude under your car." Okay. 
It was not the same person from the sheriff's department before. Why would he scare him off? If they were in league, he would not scare I, them off. I was going to try to defend it um, for a second here. What if it was like uh, all to show? Like um, it was just like, I'm the cop. I'm looking like I'm doing the right thing and getting a bad guy to go away. Ugh. A cop busted us with weed once and we were all hanging out and he was just like, all right, give me the weed. And he put it inside our bong and then he poured a little bit. Of, he sealed the bag up though, put it in the bong, poured a little bit of beer on top. And he's like, don't me come back here. So it was just like the cop was like doing like a symbolic, like, I, I'm destroying your drugs. He was a cool cop. So maybe this was just another cool cop. very nice of him. It was very nice of him. <laughs> That's amazing. I know the cops in Fort Fairfield used to steal kids' weed and just smoke it. So uh, that uh, yeah, Shapley cop did that to me once too. Yeah, that's a that's a real that's a real fun move. But it wasn't the same one. Oh, see, <laughs> one was cool and one was not. One was cool, one wasn't. <laughs> so maybe he was doing that, or maybe it's just another dipshit I scene in this movie that like makes just, no sense. Yeah, I think that's probably more likely. And when we get to that sheriff scene, that whole scene makes no sense, and we'll get right to. And the other thing is, he sees the kid. Uh, other problem, he sees that car. There's a spiked ram bar on the front of it. Mm-hmm. There's no way that's street legal, even in the deep south. It, no, no. Why? Well, oh, because you could rear oh, end somebody and oh, because stabby, stabby. because if you bump, into a, bump into a pedestrian, they'll get bailed. stuck to it and die. <laughs> Seems a little might work in the deep south. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't believe it. Like I, I consider Northern Maine essentially the deep south. Mm-hmm. I'm from Northern Maine. That would not have flown up there. Um, so it's, I don't know, man. Also, I love that because of Jake's farm and what he's doing, he must have like so many cars on his property and these people must've been reported missing. So wouldn't the cops like, Oh, but I guess the cops are in the on it. The cops like, are in on it. So where that's... are there a bunch of cars in here <laughs> unaccounted for? Yeah. That, it, mm, there's a lot, there's a lot of issues. Yeah, I mean, he t- <laughs> he tries to take a swing at the cop with a tire iron, and he still lets him go. Anyway, okay, so Tina's back at the pageant, getting rattled by the creepy guy. April. Uh, shit, why is it... <laughs> She's reminding me of Tina from Nightmare. That's gotta be it. Turns out the creepy guy is is in cahoots with Leonard Skinner guy and he's like he's like ah you gotta loosen the lug nuts it's all yours daddy (laughs) yeah so he comes back he loosens the lug nuts and then we cut to the best scene of the movie where it's daytime yes oh I was talking about Evander Holyfield oh yeah oh yeah oh forget the fair person (laughs) so apropos of literally nothing I can't find out how this happened either I've tried to find I mean, Evander Holyfield made the movie. He's the executive producer yeah. of this film. The so, only movie he's executively produced. I mean, he's pretty picky. It's got to be. It's gotta but be does the executive like producer actually produce? It's been a while since film school. Does he actually have any say, or is he just like the main money man? I thought I, he might just be one of the main money men, like funding shit. it. Shit! <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's that's digging deep in I my ca- brain. I kind of feel like he was just like, all right, yeah, I'll do the, I'll do no, the, I'll, I, do, I'll give you the money, but. Yeah, I, I got to be in it. Right. I think you I think you get I think executive producer essentially is just just a money person. And I think the producer producer is the one that Pro- actually right. has like has to do stuff. Yeah. Uh, has to like locate, you know, catering and things like that. You actually have to do those things. Um, but yeah, we have this fair and uh, one of the exhibits at the fair is to pay five hundred dollars to fight Evander Holyfield, which seems like a bargain because. I would love to give five hundred dollars to lose a fight very fast, but you have to you have to make it one round. 
But you won't. It's Evander Holyfield. Right. You're going to pay 500 bucks to be dropped. Right. Unless you're also a formidable well, boxer. No, which... th- but that was the... Th- that's why <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. You weren't paying money. He just walked in. It's literally like there. there's no gain. Evander Holyfield is punching people out for free. Yeah, but the guy said it was going to cost money. He just didn't pay. Oh. <laughs> he was just like, 500 bucks to step in the ring with Evander Holyfield. Oh, no, that's what he was... Unless that meant... No, you, you get... Win. You oh, get I 500. completely misread yeah. that because I've been punched in the head by <laughs> boxers too much. No, he literally was like... If you can stay in the ring for one round, oh, that's you get five hundred bucks. Pay thirty dollars at least. You know, like yeah. if Vander Holyfield needs like thirty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> like obviously, obviously he's really, really hard up for cash. I think he had too much cash, which led him into <laughs> <see>. this project. <laughs> but that is very true. Um, yeah, so so he does this. Our our hick gets knocked out in one shot. Well, nobody's jumping in either. So yeah. then they they change up the game and they blindfold him. So now it's like fight blindfolded Evander Holyfield. <laughs> what the fuck I, movie? <laughs> I don't know. I will say that maybe this is like a real normal scam that people run because I don't know why, but I was in Old Orchard Beach one night like 10 years ago mm-hmm. and I was walking down the street and there was this giant ring of people in the parking lot next to one of the like garages, not garages, but uh, parking lot. Fight club? Basically, it was a fight club. Essentially, there was a ring of people, and they were like, they yelled at me, and they were like, I'll give you 200 bucks to knock this Irish fucker out. And I was like, well, I'm also an Irish fucker, but <laughs> like, but I was like, no, uh, clearly that's a terrible idea, and I'm going to, you're setting me up to get murdered. Yeah. I don't like this idea at all, but like, they were like yelling at people on the street to come in and fight somebody in a parking lot, and I was like, this is... Insanity. Stay classy, OB. Uh, yeah, it's a very old Orchard <laughs> Beach thing. Yes. Uh, <laughs> That's one of the most old Orchard Beach things I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, well. Anyway, so apparently that's a thing. Um, so so we, Hiram's all about fighting Evander Holyfield for some reason. He's just like, well, I just got, you know, I loosened the log nuts. I guess I'll go to the fair and fight a pro boxer yeah uh, they they needed some excuse to get a vander holyfield in the movie yep and so they do he takes he takes a cheap shot at a vander holyfield and punches him in the stomach which he barely notices mm-hmm. and then evander the bell rings and <laughs> he Bonk. just takes a, <laughs> one takes punch a shot. drops him yeah which would happen yeah of course <laughs> and uh yeah i'm surprised that um we didn't see Evander in the barn later on. Like, this would have been a perfect setup for that. Because he even tells Evander that. Like, after he gets punched out, he's yeah. just like, you better hope I don't find you around anywhere hereafter. Like, yeah. Like, he, he, they couldn't do, like, one quick shot of Evander hooked up to some tubes or something yeah. to, like, link this scene. Nope. I was wondering if this was, like, some They put sort Elvis of... in there, but not Evander. <laughs> no. I was wondering if this was some sort of attempt to make this, like... Like to really drive home the idea that this these guys were racist and they were just afraid to like do anything else. I couldn't figure it out. I mean, they put kept putting stars and bars on everything he had. He was always wearing the Leonard Skinner t-shirt. I mean, not to say that if you wear a Leonard Skinner t-shirt, you're a racist. I don't want to say that. That's obviously not. Tristan true. just said that. I totally did. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, you are. but really weird. Um, I yeah. I can't explain ninety percent. I, I really movie, feel this. Is, I really feel this is just Evander throwing his money in the air and yeah. being like, "Yeah, I'll fund the project. Just give me a cameo." Yeah. And they worked in the stupidest, fucking pointless cameo they could. Yeah. Okay. So the lug nuts were loosened. 
thing crashes. <laughs> this stupid kid that's in the family there. Whoa! Whoa we, just we just had an accident! <laughs> Loved that. And I love when the wheel falls off the camper, too, and it doesn't fall over. Yes. Did you notice that, too? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, it was very well balanced. So, inside, uh, the oh, this is wild... While the wheel is like starting to shimmy, mm-hmm. uh, April's in the in the car. We having, meet the family. Yeah, we yeah. got we got the little kid. We got John Saxon's a dad, and we got the pageant mom. And and she's flipping out because the reason she didn't win is because they thought that she was just a charity case. Yep. Um, and the boom mic hangs in forever. Yeah. Well, we were talking <laughs> about that earlier. The uh, if you watch this movie on Amazon Prime, they've definitely got some audio issues in their rip. Yeah. And I, I think the left and right channel got skewed by like a mi- yeah, cause it, it millimeter sounds... of a second. So the whole movie has this kind of weird echo to it. Well, it's weird, though. It because fixes later on, though, I believe. Like intermittent. It's oh, like it sometimes, okay. sometimes there's this thing that sounds like like they've got a really wide chorus effect on the yeah. on the vocals. Uh, and I don't know why. Like it, and you see the boom mic a lot. A lot. I mean, this boom operator would not use this as a resume <laughs> reel. <laughs> However, it's, on the tape, there is no audio issues, and there is um. Yeah. So if there's boom, it's way more minimal than. I mean, it, it could be one of those things because sometimes when they expand from the original print, they they meant it to go direct to video, so they knew exactly what their the old TVs were going to look like. I think this actually like. did get a theatrical run. Are you fucking kidding me? Again, it's very hard to find info on this movie, but I had seen one thing that said that it got a theatrical run and it got yanked within like a week after just shit reviews and nobody seeing it. Again, I can't confirm that. Uh, There was a review in like the LA Times from 1990. That it must have. That it must have, yeah. Yeah, holy shit. So this this is hope, man. You can get your movie in the theater. Absolutely. This in is, 1990. That's yeah. <laughs> Good point. When you got Evander Holyfield on your side, that's star power. It, I mean, it, it's it's absolutely nuts that he's involved <laughs> in this movie. Uh, so, uh, Dad goes walking down to the gas station. He's he's gonna he saw a gas station four miles away. He's like, I'm gonna go take a walk. He's walking in the same direction as Lucky for our tow truck guy. He was walking in the right direction. Well, don't you think he was kind of Monitoring the situation? Uh, maybe. I mean, they sabotaged the truck so they could kidnap the family. He was probably True. he was probably spying at them and following them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so that makes sense. So Wrecker comes by, picks him up. He gets in with him, comes back, picks up the Winnebago. Everybody's behaving like everything's normal. So Except Jake, April. She yes. keeps saying the guy's a psycho. Yes. She's like, that's the, that's the weirdo that was at the... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she knows that he's a weirdo. Um, yeah, she recognized him and mom has no clue about people. Cause mom's like, he seems like a very nice man. <laughs> uh, and, uh, the, the kid gets in with the tow truck driver. So he's riding up front with Jake mm-hmm. and <laughs> Jake does a real, uh, uh, like he's asking medical <laughs> history, like his family's medical history. Yeah. Your parents, and, they smoke. You healthy? <laughs> luckily, the luckily the little brother is too stupid to be to be in any way suspicious, <laughs> and so the little creep gives the uh, the whole family's medical history yeah. to a stranger, uh, and so he and he also reveals that April's back problem is a virus. Yes, does that make any sense? Yes. Okay. The, I mean, there there are certain things that it could be that, but the the way that he fixes it, no, obviously not. <laughs> no, no, dear God, no. <laughs> 
I mean, they would just do that. I mean, you could just take spinal yeah. fluid from someone else oh, and yeah. just put it in. You know, they would just do that. I, I uh, yeah, we were gonna get to that. Yeah. Um, well, I wanted to get to that. I wish I came up with a more creative way for Jake's miracle surgery. There, I, other than that, I wanted it to be super gross. Yeah, like I was hoping that they'd steal his spine, and <laughs> or, or like he figured out a way to mix like spinal fluid and motor oil, like something to link it to the tow truck driver, like. Oh, if something, only if only something that stupid could have happened. You see, and it's that's like a little an, pinch of brake fluid, some motor oil, and spinal right, fluid. We right. got you walking again. And that's the that's another problem is that it's got too much realism for me. Like, there's too much like, oh, these people are suffering and they're just like all laid up, and it's just like a depressing hospital scene in yeah. there. Whereas. If they'd been like, well, you know, you can take their heart out and replace it with a carburetor and then yeah. they can run for like, you know, for 20 days. Fuck, that would have been awesome. You know, like like little dumb things that made zero sense. Yeah. That would be more fun for me. But instead it was a little more like clinical, even <laughs> if not if not sanitary and clinical. Uh, <laughs> Go get me some fishing line so I can sew this guy up. And so Bobby is like running around. He doesn't give a shit. The little brother. Yeah. He's like, he gets out and just like takes off and explores everything. And he is dense as dense can be. <laughs> he has, he's given every opportunity to know that there's something up mm-hmm. and he's like, mm, whatever. Yeah, I'm going to go investigate this now. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He sees the, uh, he sees the guy throwing, we, we get our foreshadowing to the trash compactor. Yep. Uh, and so we know that they've got a crusher on on set. Another scene that this movie could have lived without later on. The the alligator yeah. chase and all that just yeah. There's a couple. Uh, the movie runs about an hour forty five, and I feel like you could have chopped too a good fifteen minutes long. out of it. Yeah, definitely too long. I was uh, I was in pain for for some of this. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I could have gone for a buck twenty on this one. Yeah. I think that would have that would have been about where where it would have. Well, sat if you didn't have nicely. Evander Holyfield eating up so much goddamn time for no reason, Evander Holyfield was not my problem with this movie. <laughs> Most of it was just like all the. I understand why they needed her in bed for the whole time and mm-hmm. all those sorts of things, and they needed to explain how she could get her legs back. Mm-hmm. But damn, it was boring. Yes. There was a lot of like nonsense, and honestly, her escaping, getting caught. Escaping, getting okay. caught, escaping, and then even John Saxon escaping, escaping, getting, getting caught. caught. Yeah, like it, it was a little repetitive. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, another another plot line that went absolutely nowhere. So the, the Jake goes into the kitchen where everyone is, and he goes into the oven and he pulls out a casserole. Yeah. And it's like, oh no, this is for them. You don't want to have that. It'll, It'll make, make you, you sick. sick. Just like we never, uh, we never that never comes back. But it's like he was trying to invite them inside, right, for dinner. Yes. Or I so th- like, <laughs> it could have just been like a botched plan. It is a botched, but plan. at the same time, it didn't need to even happen. Especially, I mean, especially when they never even sat down for dinner. Like the biggest, <laughs> the biggest hole in their plan is thinking that this family would want to eat at this disgusting hillbilly's <laughs> house. They didn't even clean up for them. It was like. Guys, this is not going to happen. This uh, <laughs> These people are not going to eat that fucking casserole. What I do love about this movie, though, is the set design oh, of the boy. barn and inside the house. Everything is in a in a layer of grime. Oh, it, yeah. It's it's similar to um the dark backward. 
Yes, yeah. Where yeah. where that movie, every slice of film is just every set is just covered in dirt, filth, everywhere. <laughs> and this movie nails that. This house looks great. Uh, their their tow truck vehicle looks great. The the inside of the bar medical place, everything's just. Yeah, I I mean I looked at that tow truck when it first showed up on on screen, and I was mm-hmm. like. There is no fucking way that thing's gonna pull that Winnebago out of there. How are they gonna fake this? And it's then a they sleeper just, truck, and they just did, and it was like, oh, it actually worked. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, that's bizarre. Um, yeah, okay, so yeah, Bobby, <laughs> Bobby goes running around the junkyard. You know, he was gonna get tetanus and die anyway mm-hmm. at this point, yeah. but he finds a human jawbone in this car and that he's, he's just playing like, with. Cool, cool. <laughs> he doesn't recognize it, even though it clearly has human teeth in it. Uh, and he's like, he sees a huge gator in the bushes and he's like, doggy. <laughs> I was like, fuck you, kid. Just stop being stupid. And he's like, here, you dumb dog, have a bone. Yeah. And he throws the jawbone at the gator. And oh, the, the gator is the pet, too. Yes. We should mention there is yes. a there is a. A pet gator. A pet gator wandering around the property a, a bunch. Yes, a whole bunch. Um, then finally he breaks into the barn. His his final oh, mistake. Oh, he hears the moaning. Yes, he hears, he hears some sounds in the barn. So he finally breaks in there and he sees preserved body parts in jars, beeping machines, the, the all the mechanisms. And, you know... And just as we're about to actually finally see a body in one of these things, the kid gets caught and yep. chloroformed. Yes. And they, they take or, out the kid in this movie. Yeah. That's rare to see. I mean, brutally. Yeah. It's like, it's horrifying. This movie reminds me of blood-sucking freaks, to be honest. That's what I oh, think of. Oh, come on. This I, is not that misogynistic. I, <laughs> yeah. Okay. If you say, <laughs> yeah, draw a bullseye on a girl's ass and get back to me. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. Okay, right. That's right. <laughs> Honestly, I can't sit through that fucking movie. I can't either. So. Fuck that. But yeah, I don't know if this is a secret I'm supposed to share. Uh, you know what? Lloyd Kaufman hates that movie too. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was like, no, I think, huh. he, I think he's publicly said. Oh, has he? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like we were talking and he literally was like, I was like, I can't believe you guys do blood sucking freaks. That movie is fucking atrocious. Like it is so misogynistic mm-hmm. and awful. And he's like, Oh God. Yeah. I can't watch it. <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay. Huh? <laughs> Weird. And he but went, I made a quick buck. But <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Lloyd. I love you. Um, okay. So, uh, so Clifford, the dad, John Saxon, is uh, is pissed when he finds out that when he gets offered food, he's like, "Wait, well, you've been cooking this whole time instead of fixing my." Well, I, I love Roy here too. Like he goes in, uh, he goes in to call his mother, I think, to yes. tell him they're running late, and uh, he meets Roy there, and he's just like, "Hey, where's your dad at? Oh, Daddy says dinner's ready." <laughs> Daddy says dinner's ready. Wait, you mean Dad's just been cooking this whole time? Daddy says. Daddy says dinner's, dinner's ready. ready. <laughs> Roy sells this role. Like, Daddy he's says great. dinner's Daddy ready. Says dinner's ready. Uh, yeah, and that's pretty much all. I was thinking that that was going to be his only line for the whole movie, too, but <laughs> he does eventually come out of his shell. Um, so Clifford's kind of pissed because he thought he was... Here's another problem I have with this movie. Um, he thought he was fixing the camper the whole time instead of cooking, but he was sitting in, in the, the camper, camper the whole time. <laughs> and why would they still be just sitting in the camper the whole time? Like... <sighs> Wouldn't you pull out somebody's house and get out and stretch your legs? 
or they are not for April, well, guess, obviously <laughs> not April's, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's all plot crap. Yeah, it's plot crap. They're just like, okay, we're just gonna sit here in this camper while somebody fixes it and not talk to them or anything. Yeah. So Saxon tries to make a phone call. He finds the phone, tries to make a phone call, and as he's like, they let him get so close to actually completing the phone call oh, yeah. before they sneak up on him and chloroform him, and. I, maybe I wanted more out of Saxon because he's such a strong dude. Mm-hmm. You know, like he was in fucking Enter the Dragon and all these. The things. mother puts up a big, a better fight than exactly. He does. Like I really think that Saxon would have beaten the shit out of that dude. Yep. Even with the two guys there, he would have at least gotten a punch in yeah. and not laid him low. He got nothing. And more than that, they were like talking about his experience in the army, talking about all these things, and it's like. Well, he was just a mechanic in the army. It wasn't like he was a true, but still, and still, that's, he had to go through training. Yeah, I think exactly to fight jeeps. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So he gets stuck. I love this whole pattern that keeps going on here of uh, of of um, what's his nuts? Jake there coming out and try- yelling to the camper, be like, "Oh yeah, your dad's in here. Uh, <laughs> he told me to come get you. <laughs> oh, he's really interested in seeing you. Yeah, he's he's just." He's, He's so he can't alive. Get off the phone. He loves talking on the phone a lot. You gotta come in here. <laughs> Look at him. He's running around alive as can be. He's just—I've never seen a person more not not tied up to medical equipment. You should come in here and look at how spry he <laughs> <Look> is. <laughs> yeah, every single scene just turns into one of those. Um, and so, and finally, uh, the mom the decides mom's to like, go I need in. To go in. Yeah. And so. She puts up a better fight, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, they try to chloroform her. She struggles. She gets away. She runs to the back door. She's screaming the whole time. Oh, yeah. So April can hear her screaming yes. this whole time. Hey, you got her name right. Hey, I did. <laughs> this is the second time. Uh, and uh, so she runs to the back door and sees the, the gator. <laughs> yes. The gator is literally waiting right at the back door for her. That's a cool looking gator. Too. It is. That is a big, awesome looking yeah. gator. Uh, and and so she runs back in, and that was the that was the distraction they needed. They finally catch her and they chloroform her. But she has been screaming. So April is alerted to the fact that yep. there is danger, and she's loading a shotgun in the camper. Yeah, she finds she opens up the closet in the camper. Pulls down a big ass twelve gauge and just starts loading it. So then Jake comes out the door and he's just like, "Hey, your mom said I should come help you out of this camper." Into <laughs> yeah. she's like, "I heard she was screaming. Oh, she was, your she mom was... doesn't like mice." <laughs> I love that line. Uh, uh, she just loves she loves this casserole so much yeah. she can't stop screaming about it. Oh no! Then, she, then, he, then he was all like, uh, "Yeah." Your behavior has driven your mom to go crazy. Your dad can't get away from your mom because she's too crazy. So you should come in. You should come in because you've driven your mom crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So April is not fooled by this nonsense. She calls him a lying hick or something. And uh, yeah. She's brutal. I mean, she called him a hick to his face before they even got before, towed. Like, yeah. I thought beauty pageant contestants were supposed to be polite with poise. She has she has she's a, a she's an ungrateful twit from the get-go. Yeah, she doesn't appreciate <laughs> the kind of help that she's getting from Jake. Nope. Yep. Oh, and also when he when Jake actually goes after mom, he asks for her whole medical history. Yeah, oh, that's right. <laughs> You got no family history of medical problems, are there? Oh, <laughs> uh, 
Good stuff. Uh, all right. So April points the gun at Jake, who's actually come outside, and she actually starts firing off warning shots and blows up she a planter. And yeah, man, if she didn't fuck around, she would have shot him in the face. Well, she's not a good shot. No, I think she was. I think she was intentionally doing that. Think Maybe? so? Yeah, I think she was. I think those were warning shots. Uh, because she's she's yelling the whole time. She's like, "Don't come any closer." Uh, that's true. Um, and so she, she reloads night falls and the family waits. Mm-hmm. Uh, she tries the CB gets the sheriff, but then doesn't know where she is, which is so infuriating. And so infuriating. I am at a salvage yard with tons of broken cars around. Like you've got to know the area cops I, or, or at least give them a, a starting. She just doesn't give any information. I where understand. are you? I don't know. I have no I have no clue. What does the big sign on the on the barn say? Salvage yard. Yeah. Oh, I like the little uh entry yard sign too. Did you notice this? Yes. This says paint and body, but the T fell off, so it says pain and body. <laughs> That's funny. I missed that. Um That's some comedy gold. <laughs> <laughs> pain and body. Yikes. Uh okay. So eventually She's like, she, she can't tell them where, where she is. And, and uh, Hiram sneaks underneath the car and hooks up a, a gas. That's what he was prepping before at the fair. <laughs> okay, there we go. He's Solved. getting ready to do this. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. So <laughs> he, he puts that underneath and it comes up through the, through the vents and knocks her out. Yep. She tries to close them up. She can't. Knocks her out. She wakes up in a pink grandma-looking room that is that apparently belonged to Jake's wife. Prior to this, Jake comes in, continues. Why did Jake's wife have her own room? Did you see Jake? <laughs> uh, Jake, <laughs> but uh, hey, anyway, uh, anyway, Jake comes in, continues to pretend that uh, mom's having a fit and being taken to the hospital, <laughs> and he. He unpacks her suitcase for her and fondles all of her clothes in a way that is obviously very creepy. Yes. And he tells his tragic backstory about his wife who needed a heart transplant. They couldn't find one because he didn't know the right people. Yeah. You know? Uh, And so he leaves her because somebody drives up the driveway. And this is to meet... My favorite Martian. Yes, Ray Walston. Yes. Slumming it big time. Slumming it. <laughs> major, major slumming for him. So here's where it gets... I don't know how you would describe this. It. just weird. Um, this is where we first get a tour of Jake's uh, medical mm. barn, where apparently Ray Walston shows up to buy body parts yes. to bring to orphanages? Did he mention that? No, 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 no. I thought somebody was like visiting orphanages after their new. Oh, there there was there was one of them that was like, oh, he was trying to trying to explain that that somebody had a really like happy life afterwards and was doing good work with the the new life that he had given him or her. So he's he's buying organs that Jake is harvesting, and inside Jake's medical barn is just a bunch of bodies kept on a total. Cobbled rednecks life support systems. Life um, support made out of like I don't know uh, old tractors and, and tubes. Like, and, yeah. Uh, so Jake just has all these bodies that he just routinely picks parts from and keeps them alive out in this barn. And our favorite Martian goes there to put them into a styrofoam cooler and bring them to sell for thousands of dollars. Yes, and they they like dicker too. He's like. 
Yeah. <laughs> he also hates the gator. Yes. Which was a an intentional thing that went nowhere. Yeah. It was like, he should have been killed by the gator or yep. something. It was like, this movie just constantly is like introducing little ideas that never go anywhere. And the gator's cool, but the gator could have been completely excised. Yeah. I think they just had a gator and they were like, well, we got to fucking, fucking use, use a gator, man. We got a gator. Yeah. We got it. Um, so, you know, they look around. He's looking for some eyeballs, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jake's all suited up for surgery and looks like he's about to take Bobby's spine out. Mm-hmm. He's like markered up his It back. was uh, his kidneys because yeah. uh, Ray could always use yes. kidney, kidneys. But uh, but he also pulls out the spinal fluid with a giant syringe. Mm-hmm. Um and he's he's yelling the preacher nonsense the whole time. He's got time. a microphone that hangs over his he's operating table. He's got a table. boxing microphone. Uh, he borrowed it from Holyfield. And uh, he preaches to the bodies that are yes. hanging around the barn while he does his surgeries. Yep. And they all... Uh, and they all moan in unison, which is hilarious. Well, and then he's like... He gets done his little little preaching thing, and he's like... like Give me an amen. Yeah, and everybody... Amen. <laughs> I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And uh, now Ray, the big, the big dumb one, comes in to to bring he. Uh, Roy. Roy. What is it? Roy. Roy. Yes. He's uh, he comes in to bring a book. He wants <laughs> the pancake family. <laughs> he wants her to read the pancake family. Uh, and so uh, April blackmails him into getting her wheelchair back, which is another thing that goes nowhere. There's no point to it. Especially because she's upstairs. Yeah. It, it's not like she's going to wheel her way out of the, there. The only... It's, I understand wanting mobility. No, she wanted to search the room for weapons. She finds yeah. the knitting needles and all that stuff, but it's already been proven that she can just fall out of bed, crawl to something, and... Oh, like, yeah. She's very, she's very mobile with her arms. Yes. And, I mean... Obviously, in a survival situation, yep. she has proven that she can drag herself wherever the fuck she wants to yeah. go. She does not need the wheelchair. No. Added extra 10 minutes of nonsense that did yes. not need to be in the movie. And also, I found it funny that Roy wasn't supposed to be in there. So he was just like, don't don't scream because daddy will come in and be mad at me. But like, yeah. I bet that house is so rickety and crookedy that you could hear everybody from every room. like. I mean, with his amazing surgery skills, maybe he has amazing carpentry skills, too, and everything is just perfect. Uh, but Jake catches Roy anyway, uh, and and April's found the knitting needles, blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> Jake goes to the refrigerator, pulls out his big jar of spinal fluid. And it just says boy on it. <laughs> This this is the essence of boys. Boy, <laughs> I'm going to inject her back with boy juice. Boy too. <laughs> Edit so, that out. <laughs> too bad. That's going to be at the beginning of the podcast every week. <laughs> Welcome to the boy juice hour. Uh, so, uh, while April's sharpening the knitting needles, uh, Jake and Hiram come in. She, uh, they're gonna they're gonna gas her as they say, which is just. <laughs> chloroforming her essentially they love doing that yeah they, that's their thing and she stabs Hiram in the forearm and that's funny it is funny but it's like <laughs> I feel like I expected more from her yeah like everything about this like, I know that in in this time period I'm I'm thinking of like a modern 
final girl that is much more developed than mm-hmm. than they were at this point in mu- movie history. But it's still like I wanted that to go into his head. Yeah, I was like, it's like I'm gonna get out of here. I'm gonna stab his. I'm gonna make. Forearm. I'm yeah, gonna make yeah, him yeah, very annoyed. It. Yes, like that should benefit me. Yeah, making <laughs> making the psycho hillbilly angry is gonna help. Or like keep that nitty needle hidden until they start lifting her up, so they can get her right or stick right exactly. through the ear. Something yeah. like, but no, none of that. And uh, I just love Hiram's uh, nasally voice when he gets stabbed or when he gets <laughs> hurt. <or he's>, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Roy's out feeding the organ farms. He's like, like, like the yeah. fish, basically. Yeah. Putting big tubes in mouths. <laughs> People are just enthusiastically eating whatever's going on. Oh, them. God. So weird. Yeah, but, uh, but Roy, uh, Roy leaves, and then Saxon wakes up. Mm-hmm. And Saxon, being the burly motherfucker that he is, Bruce Lee trained actor, <laughs> uh, he breaks his restraints. And bolts out the window. Yes. Into another scene that just doesn't need to be here at all. It's... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's all... It's all just basically adding hope that goes away. Which is... I I still find it unpleasant. Like, I I find the fact that they... I still just find, like, this... The whole Saxon getting away and getting back thing could have been completely excised. And every scene to do with that, too. Like, it's not like, because once he gets back with the cops, you know what I mean? It's not like, and even when he, like, when they're all escaping near the end, just jump forward a lot. He's just like, just run, run. Don't you think he would be like, don't go to the cops, just run. He doesn't even say that. That is very strange. Because they're instinctively, obviously, going to go straight to the cops. But again, he is all fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> he is all fucked up. So, um, now, after after she gets the creepy injections... Uh, oh God! Yeah, that's right. Ugh. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> I hate <Ugh>. this movie. <laughs> I don't like looking at my notes. <laughs> it's really gross. Uh, okay, so yeah, they so he gets away. The sheriff comes in. They have this whole pointless scene where they're like, "We found this. We found something disturbing. Caught this man out out running, and he just keeps repeating your name. He's all messed up." Yeah. And then they go to the back of the car, and he's got he's him all there. tied up. Ah. But it's like. Who is this scene for other than us to watch this? Like, yeah, we learn the cops kind of in on it, but again, there's no payoff for that. And what and he shows up. Here's, here's Why wouldn't he just show up and be like, Hey, Jake, cut your guy? One of these two scenes could be excised for my for my taste. Mm-hmm. Beginning cop or this cop. Yeah. You know, if you wanna say nobody's safe and this whole county is fucked because this guy is doing this thing and nobody's safe. Yep. This is sure. the only cop you needed to see. You only needed this cop. The original cop that did something could just go away. He was pointless. Yep. Um, but I feel like this whole cop was pointless too because we don't we don't he doesn't come back. There's no warning for the police or anything to them later on. Yeah, it, we it, never see the cops again. This whole John Saxon escaping, getting caught, cops in on it, like cut, cut good five ten minutes out of it. True, I, I'd be into that. Um, yeah, he's, this is where he's got the filthy toolbox. You first see him like pulling his medical equipment out of a filthy toolbox and he's got the <laughs> giant syringe and he injects her spine with boy. And, boy juice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And she's, she starts being able to like her leg twitches. Yep. So once she's awake, she's got kind of a little, like she can kind of, you see that something's improved. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
at this point, she everyone's gone and she crawls to the door and she starts trying to take the door off its hinges, which doesn't go anywhere. And it doesn't make any sense either. There's only, there's usually three hinges on a door, sometimes two. On this door, there are two hinges, bottom and middle of door. <laughs> Perfect. Not on the top. That's that, helpful. So she's got this cast iron iron yes. and she's pounding the hinges to get it off the thing. Yeah, and that goes nowhere too except for the for Hiram to come in there and tie her up and yep. say a bunch of cringy yeah. rapey things. Yeah, and that's it. That's all we get. And she, then he gets slapped for tying her up because like, yeah. that's daddy's girl. You should not mess with her. Same as Roy. But again, that whole thing could have been chopped out. Yeah, he, I mean, it was kind of satisfying to see Jake punch Hiram in the face. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, so Unless now it's just a scene to just clearly build it up that like she's nothing to fuck with. But we know this by this point. Right. We do. But also, I mean, I do kind of get it. But I wish, I mean... It's almost Mary suing her to the, to be like, I would like to see her do something that actually works once. Yeah. Because we only see her fail over and over again. We keep, keep seeing her, ah, oh, she's going to get the knitting needle and then she's going to yep. poke him in the arm. Oh, uh, she takes the door oh, off the hinges. She's got a big weighted iron to knock somebody out with. Oh, nope. She she's just hits gonna... him in the arm. Yeah. And again, if she's had her legs not work and she has been mobile and she's fit... With a wheelchair, her arms are strong as fuck. Yeah, she's gonna be able to lift. Stop that attacking thing. Hiram's forearms and hands. Hit him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that said, meh, whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would have. I would have just liked to have seen her craft. She does a, take out Roy later on. She does, but she takes out Roy without a plan. She takes out Roy in a split second. Mm-hmm. She thinks she's gonna convince him to come to her side. Yeah. Which is obviously not gonna happen. She's basically saying, help me kill your brother and father yep. is essentially. That's a, it's you, a tough sell. That's a tough sell. Come on. <laughs> that's not going to work. Um, and, and while this is going on, they take dad's liver out. <laughs> uh, so clean living to get your liver like this. <laughs> yeah. Apparently he's got a great liver. <laughs> I don't. But this is the this is the part of the movie that we were referring to earlier. That is awful. This is definitely a rape scene. I there's no way it's anything else. Uh, he puts the wedding ring on her finger, mm-hmm. starts stripping her, and starts doing things to her. Where he's like, "Do you feel this?" And it's like, "Oh, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah." He's, he's like, "It's been so long." And oh, oh I don't geez. think he did anything to her except put his wife's dress on her, though. I don't think so. <laughs> he's like sweating and creeping. Yeah, and, oh, there's something. There's yeah, something else going right. on. I guess I read this scene wrong. Yeah, there's something horrible in this scene. <laughs> But now she's she wakes up and you're like, oh, thank God that was a it was a dream. And then she's like, oh, I've got the wedding ring on my finger. And you're like, oh, fuck. Of course it wasn't a dream. <laughs> uh, and so now she can kind of walk. She's she does a great job at kind of walking. This is like it's very convincing. This is the hardest sell in the world. And she actually manages yep. to do it very, very well. Like it's almost impossible to convince people that it looks like she's going to tumble and she doesn't like constantly. She's a great physical actress. Absolutely awesome. Like she's, she's taken a beating in this movie. She's doing the Lord's work to, to sell this performance. Weird thing. I got to follow up on this. Um, so I was looking up this actress and she's only been like eight things and been gone for like 10 or 20 years. 
but there's a movie that Lifetime Channel just made called The Stalker Club, and apparently <laughs> she course. is April Winters in it, reprising her role from this movie. Bullshit. I don't know if that's an IMDb mistake. I saw that written at the tail end of an article, too. Uh, so I gotta, I'm gonna go check out the Stalkers Club, which looks what? terrible. It's it's on Prime for free, so I've got nothing to lose. Fine, I'll watch it. But damn it, I I want to see if this is true or just a that's weird nuts. misprint. It doesn't seem like, and it's no writer or director from this is connected to it. So I don't know why it would be. I love it. Yeah, I gotta go check that out. That's awesome. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so she she convinces Roy to come up. While they're like Roy has to leave to go find vice grips or something, and uh, and so he walks past the window and April yells down and she's like, "Hey, Roy, why don't you come up here? I'll read you the Pancake Family yeah. or whatever." <laughs> I go up there to get read that. Yeah, I don't know the the story sounds amazing. <laughs> um, so she finally manages to lure him upstairs. And she, as she's trying to convince him to betray his family, she's like, this isn't going to work, and grabs a statue of the Virgin Mary and smashes his brains in. Oh, I, we, we skipped a, a little, another thing that doesn't go anywhere with Roy. Oh, when, later on, earlier when he, he was talking to her, uh, he said, I want to give you something. It's one of my special friends. It talks. Yes. And she goes, I don't want one of your stupid friends. He's like, it's not stupid. We never find out what that special friend that talks is. It's literally one of those headless dolls that he has when he's in yeah. that, that bus. Yeah. It, there's a scene of him hiding from the family. and he Oh, has like yeah. A, he pulls the string and it talks to him. Oh, that does make sense. Okay. Well, I, I mean, it makes sense. It doesn't make any damn sense. It's a special sense. friend that talks. Sure. But That's what he's talking about. But what's the point of the scene? Daddy said dinner's ready. <laughs> Daddy says dinner's ready. Uh, <laughs> so his head is now bashed in, and she... I felt bad about this kill. I did, too. Well, I actually, I felt bad. I mean, obviously... He's a dimwit with a heart of gold. Yeah, and but of, but of course, I would have done the same thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely would have beaten the shit out of him and killed him, but, mm. you know, but it still was sad. Um, so, but don't worry, he's fine. Uh, she so she's like, uh, oh no, Jake's coming in. Yeah, how? What I just can I do? His son. Uh, uh, okay, so there's a 500 pound dead guy on the floor. <laughs> I'm gonna put a blanket over him, and no one will notice. <laughs> there's a river of blood running out of his head. Jake even steps in it and doesn't notice. Like you notice when you step in goop, even if you're wearing boots. So so they don't. He doesn't notice the 500 pound dead guy. Doesn't notice the pile of blood, and just comes through. And he's like, eh, "Looks like she's sleeping." Okay. <laughs> uh, and so Tina gets out of the room. April. With, or, fuck! I said Tina again. <laughs> Damn it, April! Why am I doing that? April gets out of the room, has to take the stairs, and it. I get it. Her legs don't work right. You're trying to show how difficult it is. This is. An extra, I don't know, was it four hours of her climbing these stairs? Yeah. It felt like, cut that four hours out, mm. maybe. Uh, but she finally gets down the stairs. She gets a, she's like, getting chased by the gator now. This whole scene just could have been gone. And I love that the, the gators move slow. Yeah. Like, yeah. and they sped up the film to make the gator look like it was running fast. He's just like, really low-key. Whatever. Yep. Don't really give a shit. And, uh, and then she like hides in a car and then... This scene pissed me off, too, because then she hears a noise in the back seat, and it's a ton of little baby gators that are helpless. Yeah. And she just starts screaming her head off, giving her location away to everybody yeah. and the gator, 
Plus, how did that gator get in that car and lay his <laughs> eggs in that backseat of that car? I Come don't know on. The answers. I don't know the answers. There's no way. It's, maybe it's a hatchery. Maybe it's a special place that they go to raise their <laughs> gators. Uh, either way, she was totally safe in there and did not need to leave, but no. whatever. Uh, and then she lures the gator somehow into... I don't understand how it this It makes works. no sense. She's like, ah, aha, come follow me, follow me. And then due to editing, you think that she's in the same room that they're she's beckoning something into the room, but it turns out she's in a different box crate looking thing. And the alligator's still the going alligator's into the getting lured garbage truck. Into the yeah. garbage truck, which makes no sense. So dumb. Boo. And then uh, she crushes the gator. And then she crushes the gator and there's a hilarious little, tail. <laughs> little rubber tail. <laughs> uh yeah. Okay. Yep, yeah, but that whole this whole chase is just stupid. Yep. I mean, it may, it has to be stupid for me to say something like that. Like, man, I've got an alligator chasing a girl around a junkyard. That should be awesome. It should be. But there's no need of it here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and eventually she just gets caught anyway. Yeah. So she just... Ca- escapes and gets caught. Escapes, escapes and, gets, and caught. gets caught. Escapes and gets caught. So, so she gets caught and she gets dragged into the barn this time. Because mm-hmm. he's like, I'm fed up with your nonsense. You didn't... God gave you this amazing gift. I, I made you walk and you don't even care. Also... I, I think we skipped the part two where he, uh, Roy, um, Jake still has his dead wife in the bed. Yes, that's right. And see, that scene bothered me too because after the rapey scene we were talking about, like where he put his yeah. wife's wedding ring on and, and the dress and everything like that, like I would feel like he wouldn't do that with her there if he cared about her that much that he still got her corpse there. Like, why would he be? Do you see what I'm saying? He's like, a Mormon. <laughs> Soft. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> dum 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 dum. <laughs> so, speaking of dumb, so this is I I hated this denouement. It, uh, I mean, the I like is the, that word. I like the way that it worked at the Den- end. Denouement. <laughs> denouement. The the part where what she you- she bests the villain. Uh, so she she basically. I thought it was awesome. Are we well, talking about the the candle? Yeah. So this part was too quick for me. Like it felt like it was just like oh. Oops. It was like, it felt like it was leading up to a scene. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like, this happens and boom, he's on fire. Like, so, yeah. so he sterilizes his scalpel. He's about to kill her essentially. Mm-hmm. And so he still sterilizes his scalpel with a little oil lamp. And she's like, ah, stretches out. And she throws the oil lamp and he catches fire instantly. He is just ball. Well, it was, a, it was a glass ball. Yeah. And it shattered. So it would spray Lamp yeah, oil, yeah. he would catch fire fast. But no, he's I mean, probably got tons of gas and oil. I was just talking about the pacing. I don't, I don't mind the idea okay. that he that he explodes in a pile of. Oh, Jesus, flames. man, it's been like an hour and a half. <sighs> Give me a guy on fire. I agree, but it's like all these other scenes are like a million years long, mm-hmm. and then this one that you would actually want to have some sort of tension built in is like, aha, I'm sterilizing, I'm dead. <laughs> it's like really really fast right where you want it to not be no i don't have a problem with it <laughs> i think this movie's got a great little cathartic revenge scene at the end fair okay so uh april's mom is still here she gets so she gets away she's got no eyes though because ray took her eyes ray took her eyes i oh. think the, i think the bandage design on that looks great too looks good it's just a little tiny like it's creepy looking she's yeah. just got a white total white blindfold with two red big splotchy yeah. blood and and Halloween two blood running down her face like yeah it's she looks creepy honestly the effects in this are pretty pretty decent yeah 
I was I was okay with all of them, especially the burn effect later was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so, got surprisingly good production values. Yeah, for the in most a lot part. of ways. Yeah, except for the wheel falling off of camper. <laughs> they were not going to sacrifice that that Winnebago. <laughs> it just looks so funny when you see a wheel roll off a car and then the car never dips down into the street or anything. The rotor just hovers over the hey, street while it drives. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine how expensive that would be, and they needed oh, yeah. it for the end. Yeah, and so another problem I have. We'll get there. <laughs> All right. So we see Elvis. We see that Dad's alive. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and Hiram is angry and has a sledgehammer. But his dad is dead now. His dad is mm-hmm. burned alive. His brother's been bludgeoned to death. So he knows that, you know, the he's got nothing died. left. Yep. So he's like smashing all of the equipment. And ripping as all come. the tubes yeah. out of everybody. Everybody's getting undone. Um, and, uh, but he finally, he's about to to have the last blow and kill the two of them with a sledgehammer, but he's right next to dad who slowly Frankenstein's yeah. up in his chair <laughs> and grabs hold of him. Um, Saxon. Yeah. So Saxon yeah. is still alive, grabs hold of him and holds him for a while. And he's like in terrible pain, yeah. pulls out the, the tube that's attached to it. Looks so know, gross. It's so disgusting. Yellow stuff comes yeah. out. Blah. And, uh, and they escape. They get out. It gives them enough time to get to the Winnebago, which they fixed. That's my problem. <laughs> now, the Why first time, the first, the first time through, I was like, "But it didn't have a wheel." But then I noticed earlier in the scene, they have a scene of her looking out the window, and you see them driving the Winnebago out back. So, right. Like, but again, yeah, same thing. Why did they fix Why this did they car fix of it? people that they weren't going to let go? Like. Why would you fix the vehicle that is... I mean, you couldn't strip enough shit off that to not have it identifiable. No. There's no way. I mean, that it would they'd get caught. That's, that's a terrible idea. Yeah. But they did. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so she's driving a vehicle for the first time. And she's, I'm driving, Mama! <laughs> and Mom's like, oh, great. This, <laughs> this is going to be a great idea. Um but she she does they they escape uh and but Hiram follows in his like Confederate murder mobile and uh, Materino. <laughs> there's some good scenes here. There's actually some fairly convincing driving here. There is. I also question just the size of each vehicle. How much him ramming yeah. the back would actually do? I would say nothing. Yeah. I would say honestly, if they slammed on the brakes, he would total, and they would be able to keep going. I mean, it's a well, muscle car. The it's, reason it's gotta... he's not totaling though is because that whole spike rack's built onto the chassis. I think that's oh, not pushing. That's oh, not pushing into I his see. engine yeah, yeah, whatsoever. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, so, so they keep doing this, but eventually she runs him off the road because again, their their vehicle weighs three times what his yeah. does, and he spins through the air. And then there's this awesome scene of his Torino getting back on its itself. wheels. Yeah. yeah, and I love the the shot of him pulling back out when you think like she's. Ran him off the road, then he's yeah. back again. I thought that was great. Yeah, this I loved the final destination ending for him yes. here. This was really fun. She sees that there's a log truck up ahead, but because of the size of the vehicle, he's behind her. He can't see it, mm-hmm. so he just keeps or she keeps him behind her and keeps that truck out of his field of view. And then just at the last second, she swerves. He keeps going, yep. and. <laughs> <laughs> log right through the head. Yeah. It looks great too. <laughs> yep. Good looking good looking death scene there. Uh and it's like, oh, we're 
We're all set. So that's all right. Everybody's dead. Everybody's dead. But wait, <laughs> but there's wait. more. There sure is. Underneath, mom is uh, hiding in the hiding in the Winnebago. Was totally blackened, crisped. Uh, Jake. Jake is like just burned to a crisp. He is blackened all over. And it's great. It looks great. But <laughs> he's still coming, and he goes for April. Mm. April slams, slams on the brakes and he goes flying out through the windshield. And then there's this really cool shot of him standing up in front of the. I thought that looked great. He looks good. And she just slams the gas and <laughs> rolls right over him. Yep. Kathump, kathump. Rolls over him and then she's like, haha, we've won forever. Everything's great. Except your brother's dead. Except your brother's dead. And your, your dad's, dad's dead. dead. And your mom's blind. Yeah. So, not great. <laughs> not, not a great outcome. But you can walk. But you can walk. So. That's going to feel really mixed blessing-y. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be rough. Um, but uh, so there's a there's a special tacked on extra ending for our sequel that which, never happens. Which I love. I Honestly, this teaser for a sequel, I think, would have been a better movie. I like the idea of this movie even better. Mm-hmm. Where, so, turns out, Roy, his brains weren't bashed in. He's got a big bandaid on his head. <laughs> got a big bandage on his head. He comes and picks up dad. He picks up Jake. And he's like, don't worry, dad. I'm special. I'm going to fix you back up. <laughs> you said I'm a special person and I can do whatever I, do you, what I want. I'm going to fix you up. <laughs> I'm going to fix you back up. And then we get this crane shot of him driving away and he's got a Hiram's car in tow as mm-hmm. well. So who knows? How good would that have been? How good would a sequel to this movie have been with... Like Frankenstein, two brothers yep. put back together with stolen parts, or and then, even and then, and then April's on a book tour, like showing everything that you know after she wrote a book about her heroin experience, and they're like tracking her down in the big city. And then there's a Frankenstein in the crowd, and it looks just like Jake. Yeah, Frank and Jake is in the crowd, like in a trench coat or something. Oh man. Oh, we always make a banger sequel here. I want it. I want it real bad. I think it would be a really good movie. You but hated this one, but you like that oh, one? Feel the same <laughs> way about Texas Chainsaw. I part don't, two is the best. I like part two. I don't really care for part one. Yeah. Obviously, part one is a better movie, but I don't no, like it. I mean, uh, influential. Part two blah, is blah, a blah. perfect. Movie. I love part two. Me too. Absolutely love part two. Don't care for part one. Part one can fuck off. I don't care. <laughs> it's just it's it's too nasty for me. It's mm-hmm. too. It's too hateful and all those things. Yeah. Uh, it, and also, there's just movies that have like hours of like a woman screaming in a chair. Yep. Not my thing. I just, I don't know. Two definitely had some of that, though. It did. It <laughs> did, but it was so fucking goofy. Yeah. Like, I just don't feel like this movie goofed it up as much as, as that. I, I feel mean, it did. I feel this movie's super tongue-in-cheek for the whole time. The skinless scene of the the... the, the her disc jockey friend in part two of Texas Chainsaw. That was crossing a line. That was pretty close to like, Oh wow. That (laughs) that might be too much, but I still think this movie was, I I found it painful. I found it painful overall, but I'm glad I saw it. I enjoy this movie. I, and as I was saying to you before we even started this podcast, I feel like this movie is just like, it's just reaching that line where it's like this movie could have been, Way nastier than it was, and way more mean-spirited than it was. But it's, I feel it's definitely offset by its cartoonish it's true. bizarreness. It, it feels like they did step back. Like, it feels like there were there were moments when they knew 
there were certain things they shouldn't do mm-hmm. and they and they avoided them. And like like the obvious racist stuff where it's like you got these guys with Confederate flags and all this stuff and all these interactions. And they were like, eh, maybe don't have them do any of that stuff. We just don't need to see it. Mm-hmm. We can we can use context clues to know that there's some, yeah. <laughs> some stuff going on and we don't need to get into it. Um, I thought it was. Yeah. No, I, I can see how you would you would see it as not not a hateful one. But man. I don't think I'm going to be rewatching this. Well, I probably won't for a while either, seeing how I did it two times in a row for <laughs> Diaz. I will, I will say but one it, thing, though. It has one of the most compelling boxes that yeah. was ever at a video store. Just, it, j- just close up it. of Jake holding an eyeball and a pair of pliers with a tagline, if Jake can't fix it, it's been dead too long. Yep. I mean... Sold. Yeah, brilliant. And this this is this is one of my favorite wild finds too, as I was telling you earlier too. Like I found this at a Goodwill in Cambridge, Mass. Uh, I walked in this Goodwill and they just had a wall of tapes, and I was like, "Holy shit!" And like it was all garbage except for Blood Salvage, and uh, that was just a dynamite find for I think a buck. That's so crazy. I mean, I know I've seen it before, but I didn't remember anything. I had never. I'd found it maybe I think f- five or six years ago, and I'd never seen it. Uh, growing up like I'd never even heard of it when I was renting horror movies in high oh, school yeah. all the time and growing up through like it wasn't until I found it at Goodwill I was like what the hell is this and I'm like looking at the cover I'm like this is awesome I turn it over and there's a picture of Evander Holyfield <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck that is definitely that is definitely like, the biggest curveball there's like curve four ball. pictures on the back of the box and three of them are like horror movie scenes and then one picture of Evander just going like this it's, <laughs> I mean it's gotta be a selling point for somebody yeah Imagine if you watched this movie for Evander Holyfield, how weird you would you feel would like. Be, yeah. <laughs> that would be or real like, Or strange. like you're, you're a boxing enthusiast and your house is just filled with boxing memorabilia and then there's this movie Blood on the shelf right next, next to, like, to it. You know, right next to some gloves and <laughs> trophies and shit. <laughs> Woofter. Uh, so thanks, Damien. I really appreciate you making me watch this. Thanks, um, Damien. I really appreciate you not sarcastically. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Is there anything else we need to talk about? Hey, it's good to be back. Yeah, we, it is. We it's on, been a we while. Are, we are on a, kind of a hiatus. Yeah, the holidays were stupid. Yes. The holidays have been very stupid this year, so I'm glad we're back. Um, the only thing I want to say is uh, follow us on Instagram, yeah. uh, at Coast City Comics and at Funbox Monster Podcast. And I am Matt Awkward, VHS Fiend. And, uh, and also buy stuff from our store. Yeah. I've been putting all sorts of crazy shit online lately, which is why my house looks like a toy store right now. Um, it never didn't. It never didn't. That's fair. <laughs> uh, so, yes, hit us up, uh, coastcitycomics.com. Purchase comics there. Uh, 20 bucks, and you get free shipping with a little code on the website. Wow, cool. It sure is. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Hey,